0: night. SAFM Sports Wrap.
1: Just gone 6.30 on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Hello and welcome to the show that delves into various aspects of the Premier Soccer League and its properties. I'm Dwayne DeLocca and uh, this is half hour of All On PSL. That's right, taking you up to uh, 7 o'clock. We've got a very special guest in studio tonight. Uh, we'll introduce him in just a moment, but I can tell you he's a uh, Uh, A man with so many honours to his name and an incredible history and I hope we get uh, an opportunity to delve into uh, some of that. And uh, before I introduce him though, we are going to need to catch up on what's been happening in the world of sport. I'm going to start off very briefly with what's happening with the Proteus. They were looking for a series whitewash as they faced India in the third T20 International at Eden Gardens in Kolkata. But unfortunately, instead of going for a whitewash, it looked like the match was going to be washed out. Natalie Giammanis watching the action.
0: Yeah, very sad. It has been called off without a ball bowl. Not even the toss was taken. The only action we saw tonight was the umpires walking around the ground to try and see if the ground was fit to play. But there were a few areas of concern where they put a lot of sawdust on, they used the super sopper, but it just wasn't enough. And in the end, it just wasn't fit to get play underway. It would have had to get underway in about half an hour's time to get five overs assigned in, but they felt it wouldn't even be dry by then. So, in the end, South Africa take the series 2-0 after they won the first T20 by 7 wickets, the second T20 by 6 wickets, so still a comprehensive victory for South Africa, and no chance for India to get back in the series, take some momentum going into the one-days, which starts on Sunday. The one good thing possibly from Eden Garden's point of view is that they realize that grounds drainage might not quite be enough, and they have the World T20 final there next year, and they'll be hoping they can get that sorted out by then, because they won't want a repeat of what has happened today with a match completely abandoned. Jumanis for a CFM sport.
1: So, uh, unfortunately, news from the cricket. But in football news, CAF President Issa Hayatu is uh, officially assumed the role of acting FIFA President following the 90-day suspension of the outgoing uh, President Sepp Blatter. FIFA's Ethics Committee provisionally suspended uh, Blatter, Secretary General Jerome Falk, and Vice President Michel Platini amid uh, ongoing investigations into corruption allegations. Just a reminder: tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. South African time, uh, South Africa taking on Costa Rica in a friendly international in San Jose. That'll be live on SABC One. Further afield, though, Jürgen Klopp has agreed a three-year. Deal to become a Liverpool manager. The forty eight year old German replaces Brendan Rogers, who was sacked on Sunday after three and a half years in charge with a club that is now tenth in the Barclays Premier League. Uh, rugby, it's a rest day in the Rugby World Cup, but there is one match tomorrow. New Zealand faced Tonga in a pool C Clash at eight PM. Just finally some golf news for you. The US team got off to a flying start to lead the international team four one after the first five foursome matches in the President's Cup in Incheon City Korea Republic. South African pair of Louis Verstaisen and Brandon Grace were the only team to claim an international point, beating uh, Matt Kuchar and Patrick Reed, three and two. The second round four ball matches start at uh, just after half past two tomorrow morning. And that's your sports news. It's time for the PSL Radio Show for all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League fixtures,
0: results, and all the latest news. Proudly brought to you by Absa. Today, tomorrow, together.
1: PSL Radio Show. Oh, SFM South Africa's news and information leader, we're talking uh, PSL, and of course it is an international break at the moment, and uh, such an opportunity to catch up with PSL players, PSL coaches during this time, as their uh, schedule is not quite so uh, hectic. But uh, my guest tonight, a man who really has uh, won a load of uh, honours, and a man who's been around the world as a player and a coach locally. He's won the SAA Super 8, he's won the EPSA Cup, he won those with SuperSport United. And then, with Mamalodi Sundowns, he took over a side that had not won anything in several years. He won the league in his first full season, and he won the Nedbank Cup, South Africa's National Cup, in his second full season of the club. I'm delighted to say that uh, the man we know as Jingles, Pizzo John Hamilton Musimane, is in the studio. Pizzo, thanks for joining us.
2: Uh, thanks for inviting me, and uh, good evening to the listeners.
1: Thank you very much. Now, uh, I, I have, uh, I have had the opportunity to work with uh, some legendary commentators throughout my career and one of them is Maniapelo, um, a man who oh his knowledge is just i think he's coined the term ungooglables for players that <laughs> that played before the internet era and he loves to tell stories and one of the stories that i remember him telling me was playing in the Zambuck league it was this team called Hungry Lions Hungry,
2: Hungry Lions
1: yeah, from Rockville yes that's from right the way to, yeah and he would tell me about Kenny team yeah and he would tell me about Trevor Tinkulu it's unbelievable and there was this other man that played in that team yeah his name was Jingles yes and you loved that team didn't you
2: yeah it's a big team uh, Moloy played for the same team and um, uh, that team Percy Chipamloi, Tebukos father also played for that team big boy Kulwani who was also a pirate played for that team um, people who know football Will tell you that it's it's a big team. It's from to in Roqueville, and uh, I had an opportunity to play for that team.
1: Many careers seem to be launched from uh, from that hungry lions uh, team, and Trevor loves t- uh, telling stories about that. But that was where I suppose where your love for for football, your passion for football, really uh, really came about. It was long before you went on to to German Cosmos and, and teams beyond that.
2: Yeah, well, uh, I've. Unfortunately during our era we didn't have this uh, academies where mm. you are drafted in and be trained every day. You just play on the streets and you play for the school. And uh, I was not big into football uh, at the weekends. I mean I didn't have a club. Mm. And, uh, because, but I liked to play at the school. And at the school we had uh, players who were playing for Rockville Hunger Lions and the senior team. And I played with them and I was even at the school I was playing the B team. And then I was promoted to play in the senior team of the school, and some of the players said no, but you can never play for a, with us at the school. But at the weekend, you're not playing. So I said, but I would like to play for the B team for Villanclabs, but it didn't last long, you know, until they brought me up.
1: Let's let's move forward uh, several years now I mean, obviously coaching Mamalodi Sundowns uh, Let's start at the, the beginning of your Sundowns career I mean, you, you joined this club, as I mentioned, in the in the build-up that's, that's gone through a long period, a sustained period Despite huge financial backing, wonderful talent And hadn't really done anything for, for a number of years It must have had a, a significant negative effect on the, on the players, I'd imagine But did you have to work on, on motivation and the mental side of things With this club as much as anything else when you joined?
2: Well, when I joined sundowns for me it was like a deja vu for what what I started how I started my coaching career because when I went to Supersport United I was I started Supersport United as a scout and then I was recruited by Thomas Mar because I played with Thomas at mm. Jomo Cosmos so Thomas says now man I'm the assistant coach there come come close I want you to you the only person who can change the mentality I said yeah but you know I'm not the real coach you know you know when you just come out of football you know, no, with no qualifications and all those things and then he brought me to the team and uh, I started as a scout and I did my suffer courses and then uh, um, at that time the assistant coach, you won't believe it, was Ronnie Zondi and he was still playing mm-hmm. and Ronnie Zondi took the transfer he went to Umtata Bucks and, and then there was a void there and then they appointed Thomas Marichak, as an assistant coach but Thomas says "Now this is too big for me, you are the one who can take this role and he brought me in but when he brought me in luckily there was Roy Matthews, that w- the person I won the league with mm. at Chomo Cosmos with a big team of Chomo Cosmos at that time you know Makala Kalani, Phil Singh. you can just go on then I was given a chance to be an assistant coach and Bruce Robler also gave me an opportunity to be his assistant coach and I was a head coach I, I mean not even interim coach and the team was lying second from the bottom So it was a deja vu, the same way as Sundance, when I joined, was lying second from the bottom. And uh, I just took uh, the old book and I just dusted it and I said, let me see what (laughs) happened there. And uh, I brought it Sundance and we escaped the relegation.
1: You not only escaped the relegation, as I said, just built on something hugely successful. But uh, you know, people are sending me loads of tweets now, and of course, uh, huge Sundowns fans are always going to ask questions. And they want me they ask a, a load of questions, I'll get to some of those, and I'd like to get into those a couple of those before we actually uh, ask you a few more peripheral questions. But one of the questions is: uh, When Sundowns won the league, you used the likes of Cheese Boy to Mureri. What are your plans with the players now?
2: Uh, they are still there. They they are the base, of the foundation. Um, if you realize a lot when someone is a little bit wobbly, normally I bring in the veterans, and they are the ones who, who who can take the hit, who can take the stress, and they help us out, and that's that's their role. And they, sometimes they say, ah, when you're in trouble, you bring us back, and when it's good, you bring the other ones. But that's their job. The job is uh, to do uh, both that and that. You know, so we need. Them. That's why we still keep, keep kept Surprise, we kept Chisboa, we still kept uh, Tipco, we kept a lot of veterans but some, some have to go unfortunately, you know, kept Ezromi and is still there.
1: There's uh, another question here from Grant Muetlo. What type of central defender are you looking for after freeing Gwanda? I suppose that really is talking to, uh, how do you replace Alia?
2: Yeah, um, first let me clarify the role of Alia. People forget that earlier when he started at Sundowns, he struggled a st- few months, you know, before he, and everybody was saying, ah, he's not the right guy, he's slow, he's overweight and all that. But when I came over to Sundowns, I said, Alier, you're going to play here. Because when I took over from, um, for Johan because Alier is from Holland with Johan so he thought that maybe there's a new coach and all that, I said, no? I don't have a problem with it. As long as you are good, you play and I'm going to help motivate. You can't play in the Eredivisie Iri- for 12 years at Utrecht and you're that bad for South African football. Mm-hmm. So we brought Alier. So the type of player I want is an Alier, but a quicker Alier. But uh, a quicker Alier is worth to buy him. You need millions of euros, to be honest. Uh, Kwanda is a very good football player, a young player. Uh, you can't give a 21-year-old that kind of uh, um, uh, responsibility. I, I, I know you can say to me, but what about uh, Rivaldo Coutinho at Ajax? Ajax is not the same as Sundowns. Sundowns, there's big pressure, there's a lot of pressure, and I, I think you know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ajax last year before last or last year they were number 12. Year before last, 12, 13. Sometimes we're even going to relegation. But there was never a problem. It's okay. We are playing the boys from the academy, and uh, it's fine. Even now, it's okay. At Sundowns, it's not okay. So you have to play the right players and people who take responsibility. Because at Sundowns, if a defender, a centre back, makes one mistake,
1: it's big. Mm-hmm. so you talk about pressure. If I can just ask you, I mean, you're somebody who's not only coached uh, SuperSport United, Mamelodi Sundowns. Obviously, two big clubs outsides, but I mean, you've also coached the national team as well. Just, just how different are those pressures? And, and do you prefer club coaching to uh, to coaching internationally, or they're just two completely different animals, so to speak?
2: Uh, for me, as long as as long as I do, I, I like to teach the players, and contribute to the players, and and get the results, and see why I'm there. That's that's important for me. I I don't even have a problem to coach sandals. I, I can coach. The smallest team I can coach in in in, in the ABC Musa League I can coach in the first division as long as there's football I, I just want to coach I want I just want to teach and, and, and help the youngsters and turn them into millionaires by the way you know so so that's that's important for me so uh, pressure is there when I arrived at, Sup- at, Sup- at, Sup- at SuperSport United during my first time. Uh, as I told you, the team was lying second from the bottom. When we finished, we was finished second at the top. So tell me if there was pressure or not. And the next year now, I didn't know what I did in the first year because I was a rookie. So I was worried what's going to happen to the next year. Now you're starting. Okay. F- fortunately, we finished second again, but there was pressure to keep momentum. So at Sundowns also, there was pressure to take the team from relegation, big time pressure. And sometimes we were winning, and the teams on top of us were winning also, and we could not go out. You know, it's not about the results only. It's the other people were winning above us. So there was pressure to come out. And at Bafana, you're a national team coach. And you remember the story when I get six draws in a row. Just tell me about the pressure. That pressure lasted for me for eight months. I don't want to forget. Eight months, serious, serious pressure. Six draws in a row. And you know in Bafana, you play once a month. So so six draws, six games, six draws in a row. Mm. It's, it's eight months of not winning pressure and sometimes you become a public enemy number one but I knew what I was doing because I was preparing for Cup of nations and I didn't play Lesotho to get a draw I didn't play Mozambique I didn't just cross the borders Botswana uh, Mauritius Seychelles to get a draw I played Ivory Coast I played Ghana I played Zambia I played Burkina Faso I played uh, uh, Mali I played Senegal those were my draws okay the last draw was Ethiopia and everybody says, how can you get a draw against Ethiopia? And, and by the way, South Africa, after they get sacked, South Africa lost Ethiopia. So I said, okay.
1: <laughs> I remember that match well. I was in Addis Ababa with that Bernard Parker own goal. It's quarter to seven on SFM. Uh, quick break. We'll be returning with uh, Pizza Musumani in just a moment.
0: Let's do this. Be
2: sure not to miss an exciting Rugby World Cup pool C game when Los Pumas of Argentina take on Africa's second best ranked side Namibia this Sunday live from the King Power Stadium
0: with kickoff at 1 p.m. Catch the live crossings and commentary from our team of experts on Radio 2000 and SABC 2 brought to you by SABC Sport for the love of the game. Hi, I'm Gene ED. I'm Bonang Mateba. And I'm Bonnie Mbouli. And welcome to Our Apartment. As we take you on a journey of self-expression. We do it stylishly. We do it lavishly. From food, fashion to DIY. From live performances to inspiring stories. This is your time. Express your curiosity. Express your boldness. Express yourself with Afternoon Express weekdays at 4pm. Find us on 3 Dwayne DeLocker on SAFM.
1: SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. We're talking to um, I'm already Sundown's coach, Pizzo Musimani. is in studio as we continue the PSL radio show, Segunjalo. Uh, and, Pizzo, you, you spoke about qualifications. Now, um, you're somebody who loves to teach people, but it seems as if you've hit a few stumbling blocks in trying to further your own education. Um, many coaches in, in well, that come out of Europe, obviously, have the UA for A licenses, pro licenses, etc. And a couple of african coaches have done those licenses but you've tried but without success just tell us your story
2: well to get uh, uh, the pro license it's a pro license there's a pro license in asia there's a pro license in europe there's pro license in um, south america i would presume and there's pro but there's no pro license in africa kef so UEFA pro license UEFA is the only leading country in that asia is very good also but you have a pro license course to do it you must be a european mm-hmm. and uh, in my opinion the only coach that i know that has a ufa pro license was this coach who was coaching pirates
1: about yeah.
2: no no um, um, he, he died ah. uh, he's congolese Mutombo or what?
1: I was about to say, you're talking about Bibi Mutombo now? Bibi Mutombo oh you mean Af- Af- African player yeah. yes yes, but, but,
2: but he was Belgian Yes, he's that's been right. there for long so he's got a Belgian passport and all that so when you have an African passport and it's very difficult because the numbers of of uh, allocations for UFO pro license mm. are very limited you know and uh, when you don't speak German you can't go to the German the DFB to do that so English speaking and um, that's why Mourinho took Got, got it in, in in Scotland, so so we we're waiting for Kef. We are still on a license, and uh, hopefully Kef will, will will help us to do that.
1: Well, now that Issa Hayato is acting FIFA president, maybe this Yeah, maybe <laughs> I, maybe he can pull a string. You mentioned Jose Mourinho. How do you feel about these comparisons uh, between you and Jose Mourinho?
2: Yeah, I can't compare myself to Jose Mourinho. Look at the look at the profile. Look at the. What he has won, I mean, really. I think people prefer to I?
1: compare the comments after the game because your your comments are, are eloquent to the point, and uh, sometimes controversial, but they're done in such great sound bites. You're all over the news.
2: Yeah, sometimes in South Africa, if you tell the truth, it becomes uh, yeah controversial. You know, you got to be. You see, I'm i I say the way it, I say the way it is. You know, and uh, I don't. I don't mean smart ways whether it's we playing Pirates or Chiefs or Sundowns or or, or or any other club and I say it and uh, sometimes doesn't sound good you know but uh, all I'm saying I tell the truth you know and I've had my fair share with the referees for saying the truth and I've spent a lot of money I've lost a lot of money and I've also cost Sundowns money so I've came to a point I think maybe it's maturity to realise that don't talk about referees I think you know I've got penalties all the way against Ajax against Golden Arrows you can just mention penalties, penalties Red Cards this year and we we struggled and uh, I never commented about any referee and I'm having peace of mind and uh, it's okay but uh, somewhere somehow I believe that we need to improve the referees, they make mistakes sometimes they are good and when they are good I praise them so maybe I should be giving something for praise, <laughs> <laughs> because when I criticise the army, but I, I don't think it's only for Sundowns. All the coaches are complaining now lately.
1: Fair enough. Uh, I suppose the referee debate is something uh, entirely different. But uh, something that you are passionate about is continental competition. Sundowns qualified uh, for, for next year's Caf Champions League again. I mean, how much effort are you going to be putting in? It's trying to go all the way, especially in light of, uh, of Pirates uh, running to the Caf Confederation Cup final again this year.
2: Yeah, you could understand. I've I've been. Uh, I've like I like international football because I've played football in Europe for long, mm. and 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 I I know what what a Champions League mean from Europe, and I knew what's uh, 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 um, uh, Europa Cup mean uh, uh, there. And I know how it means also in Asia. It's very big, and uh, even in in, Ameri- in South America, Cop- uh, Libertadores is very big. And and back home, I said to myself, well, I will contribute to to that. And uh, I've played for Bafano also, so I know I've got the the, the fever or the or, or the sickness of of Africa. For me, Africa is 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 an adventure. You know, I love it, and uh, that's why I went to Bafano. And I, I felt that. I could have done better in Bafana, my opinion, uh, because I think I've contributed. Because one thing that remains with me in Bafana is when I left Bafana, at one stage with me they were fourth in Africa, fourth on the rankings, and that's that's what I I, I take home. I said, at least I put I've, I've managed to put it fourth in Africa. So if that time we were qualifying for World Cup or a couple of nations who would have been seeded, and it's going to be easier. So the one thing that brought me to Sundowns was that the Africa Adventure, because Sundowns have been to the final with Al-Akhli. Sundowns love Africa. Uh, uh, the board of Sundowns and the people of Sundowns believe that Sundowns should have a star on top of the badge. So that's what brought me to to, to, to Sundowns, was not Sundowns the a big team. I can coach anyway.
1: That's your next uh, aim now, is to get that star above the badge.
2: Yeah, that's why I, I, I admire... Uh, Tinkla, and everybody who has done that at Pirates, You say, guys, if you have any secrets, please, man, just share. We are all South Africans.
1: It's a, I can just ask you, do you ever sit back and wrestle with the idea or, or the question of entertaining audiences with your football or do you simply focus on your responsibility to, to deliver results?
2: Can, can you rephrase it?
1: Well, I mean, certain people talk about playing entertaining football but it's not necessarily always those teams that go on and play the winning brand of football other people argue that uh, winning football is the only way to go and I mean Gavin Hunt won three league titles playing a very very simple and what some people call dull and boring football but it was effective
2: yeah you, you it's, it's, it's easy to play direct and easy and and, and you're in but when you play direct uh, and you find people who can match you on direct what's going to happen to you so you can sustain it do you understand what I'm trying to say and now the physical side of the games if you look at cheaper United against announced, if you check the physical data we run the same same kilometers and everything and the boys are strong and fitter so the difference is no longer there the difference is on the quality so so it's easy to get big boys and and, and, and motivate them to win but if I have Talented players, who are motivated, they'll always win. So at Sundowns, to be honest, I might be wrong, and I'm, and I'm happy to be wrong. But I have not seen a domination of possession against Sundowns ever since I'm here. Mm. A domination of, of possession. We ha- we average 450 to 500 passes per game, and we play on one half on the support on the opposition half all the time and we move the ball quicker and we, we pass the ball on the ground and we try to use technical players and and we tr- and we score goals. We, uh, when I came over here, we won the league, we scored the most number of goals. Last year, we were second best after Pirates, I think two or three. Mm-hmm. And this year, we're still scoring. I saw two against Cosmos, I saw two against Sheba, I saw four against Vets, so the goals are there.
1: Calls calls are coming out. Yeah, I I think you've actually done a a remarkable job of getting these individual talents, I mean, these these players to to empower the individuals for the betterment of the team. And I think ultimately that's what Sundowns is at the moment. But there is a question that I do want to focus on here just briefly is Ramachlan Bachlela. I mean, in the squad with a quality like yours, um, most people would say you've got several on field leaders, and I'd say that would be accurate. But what did you see in Ramachlan that? made you decide I want to give him the captain's armband when he's 25 years old?
2: Yeah, First um, he's young and um, I believe that uh, uh, leadership doesn't have to be an old player only. I think the younger ones can also have leadership can contribute only if they have principles of leadership within themselves and Rama has principles of leadership. He's a fair boy. He's an honest boy. Mm. He's a committed boy. He is not the most talented player, but um, if 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 you want to lead the team, you need somebody like Ayerscot, who will always tell the players what he thinks and his opinion. And sometimes players don't like you when you a player who says that. But the question is, it true or not? So, Rama, and, Rama plays most of the games at Sundance. I mean, if you can count who has played a lot of games at Sundance, it's Rama Trenpatele. He's always on the pitch. So, I think all those uh, 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 credentials fit for him to be uh, 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 the, the, the captain. The captain is not the only the most talented or the fleshy one.
1: Some people see you as uh, a little too serious, but your players, they love you in this day and age an ultra-professional modern game how hard is it to actually have fun with your players
2: yeah you see the challenge i i have is these is people who see me on tv when i've got my stresses when football takes me when the results take me once i'm in there i'm just a different person i, I just i'm not myself i just i just lose myself to football hmm. and and they say that and they look at that and they think i'm like that but people who grew up with me, people who went to school with me, and okay, I'm a little bit private person. I'm not everywhere, you know. I'm always at club or home, and most of the time I'm alone. You know, a little bit of a loner, but I grew up like that. So and and you don't find me on functions a lot. You don't find me on launches and all that. And 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 uh, and I love football, and and I just football just takes me away. So it's like I'm drugged when I'm inside it. So, and I look at myself sometimes, I said, Oh, is that you? You know, because of the passion and the emotions. But my players understand me. They know me. We laugh, we joke, we talk about cars, we talk about girls, we talk about nightclubs, we talk about all those things, and, and we are together, and they know.
1: So they get all the advice from you. Not just mental, physical, technical, tactical or technical. It's, yeah, it's uh, all around life experience.
2: We tell them about uh, how to keep money, how to save money. Tulani can tell you this year. Last, last week we brought somebody to help them about how uh, financial freedom and uh, how they need to behave and uh, how they need to look after their families because when we b- bring him to Sundance, he changes his life. That's why people say, ah... So you're going to sundowns, your career is finished. What they forget is that when you come to sundowns you're earning one rent. Suddenly you're earning ten rent. So your social life has changed. You take your kids to school. You can buy your mother a house. You can do so many things, and people only focus on one thing. Are you going to play in the starting line-up or not? You know, and, and unfortunately, that's not that's not what the player wants. The player wants that when I finish football, I can show that I was a football player and I was, I was well looked after, you know. So we, I try and help my players on, on, I don't coach football, I coach the human being first, then football.
1: Which is, I think, sound advice for uh, any coach. But Peter uh, we time is against us. I would love to talk to you about so many different things about South African football as a, as a, as a whole. And uh, I would love to talk to you about some of European football. I would love to talk to you even about your hobbies behind the scenes. But I have one more question very briefly for you people continue with this debate Messi and Ronaldo which one of the two inspires you more ok
2: very difficult one uh, let me just maybe let's talk about similarities first before the differences yeah ok similarities is the all score goals and they're the, they're the best players in the world the difference is uh, uh, Messi can can do anything at any time to score Hmm. Ronaldo uh, relies a little bit on his teammates to give him the ball to score. But he's got his own thing of a winger. He's the only winger in the world who scores more than 50 goals. Uh, Messi plays as a striker sometimes. So, I I don't know. You can judge on your own. I don't know
1: amazing. Football fans always go Messi or Ronaldo, but uh, coaches, they they break it down to every aspect. It's been an absolute pleasure having you in studio. You're one of the people that uh, that I respect greatly. Uh, Keep on doing what you're doing, I suppose, is what uh, the majority of the messages coming through say, but uh, thank you very much for your time.
2: I'm humbled. Thanks for bringing me here and uh, I'll come again next time.
1: Oh, good. It's Uh, 7 o'clock on SFM. Time for us to say cheers. We're out of here from Siobhan Chetty, me, Dwayne Delocca. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.